father of three was impaled on the wheel as his skull became part of the dash. His eyeballs ejected, his sight unaffected. He saw his own organs collapse. His seatbelt was useless for holding him back. It simply cut him in two. Legs were crushed, outleaked pus. Apparently he's already infected. As his spinal cord took off and flew. The mother took a flight through the glass and ended. Dot, dot, dot. Yes, that, that's, that's shredded humans by the 1990s Florida poets, Cannibal Corpse. Uh, welcome to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. I'm, as they always say, the Dr. David Pito, and with me are Tracy Newport. How are you, Tracy? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. And Ben Lindsay, who I probably shouldn't give away his location for operational security, but he is also down here in Kentucky in striking distance of the rest of us. It's the closest oh. you've been in a long time, man. It is close as I've been in a long time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, that's it. That's how we do it. It is. Like it's 1990 and we were in Tampa. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so if, if you have guessed and can get past the artwork, we are doing Eaten Back to Life, the first studio album by Cannibal Corpse released on August 16th of 1990. It was on Metal Blade? Question mark? Uh, I think that's right. It's probably put recorded in a van and distributed from that van. Yeah, probably so. so. Yeah, that's uh, you know, it's it was a tight operation. <laughs> yes, it was in fact Little Blade. Um, the runtime on this is thirty-five minutes and fifty-six seconds. The band is Chris Barnes on vocals, and he wrote most of the lyrics. Jack Owen on guitars, and he wrote some lyrics as well though spotty Bob Rousset on guitars, Alex Webster on bass. Uh, he wrote lyrics uh, for track eight and Paul Mazurkowitz. Paul Mazurkowitz on drums. Had to do a double take of that last name. You can tell it's been a while. Francis Howard and Glenn Benton came in and laid down some additional vocals. Not that you'd really be able to tell it. And the producer for this was Scott Burns. Of course it was. Scott Burns was like him and Morris. Those were the guys. The Florida guys that would get your death metal off the ground. Yep. Your intestines stretch from the car down the road for a quarter of a mile. <laughs> In their words. Man. His uh, Scott Burns motto. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Well, no, he actually has one. No fun, uh, no core, no mosh, no trends. <laughs> That's even more pretentious than I was expecting. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and Glenn Danzig are going to beat the shit out of me when they run into me on the street. But He kind of uh, looks like Glenn Danzig, but yeah. No, totally. Um, anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Tracy, before we started recording, asked how our original ancient selves, because Ben and I, of course, are from multiple timelines, yeah. Like uh, how he felt about this in 1990 versus now. Tracy was spared the indignity of knowing Cannibal Corpse in 1990. <laughs> so it's probably why he's a slightly better human than me or Ben, if I had to wager a guess. You ben, know, where, I. Where are you I, with this, buddy? What are we? What were we? 13? 1990? So yeah, dude. I was. Uh, oh. yeah, well, let's see. 14? I turned 20 in 96. So, yeah, 14. Or turned yeah. fourteen that year, uh, would have been fourteen by August, and is, I I would not 
dude uh, i don't even know i mean i'm like i think i saw like some grainy fucking black and white bullshit video for cannibal corpse on headbangers ball or something sure. you know um and it was like watching a snuff film not really because i mean they didn't <laughs> do anything like crazy in the video but it was like listening to a snuff film. yeah no totally that's have the money <laughs> <laughs> or they would have yeah um but it was uh extreme i mean you know that was kind of the thing in the, the 1990s a little early for it but i mean that's in comic books you started having shit like chaos comics with evil ernie and lady death and stuff like that and then this and just like that was when faces of death and bullshit like that was circulating around on vhs tapes that everybody was getting and it really kind of fell into that for me because it was uh, the people who were listening to cannibal corpse that were talking to me about cannibal corpse were also like have you seen faces of death so and the way worse traces of death they were like the novel. oh yeah 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 uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's because that's before the internet tracy we had to go to video stores to get fucking horrifying films of people being, you know, cut apart with chainsaws in El Salvador. Because a lot of it was just like news footage. Yeah. Of the Jesus. earth <laughs> being what it is. So Cannibal Corpse, I agree with you, Ben, absolutely fit in that headspace. I was way too young to knew, know that this existed, but I did know this existed because I was buying other metal and in the store, whether you're looking at CDs or t-shirts, you would eventually come across their album art. Which oh, is, yeah. Which is distinctive. and Very makes a statement that yeah. is not appropriate really for anyone if we're being honest for various I mean, reasons i'm not prudish or particularly squeamish but jesus christ like it's like seeing people who walk around wearing like the shirt from the tomb of the moon mutilated album cover of theirs and it's just like you're doing it for that specific purpose oh totally i mean this is this is one of those that lifestyle one in bands. that's one of the ones i'm thinking of yeah yeah, because yes. eating back to life is yeah. Um, the cover for eating back to life, which you'll see, is extreme. But I mean, it's basically a zombie eating its own guts, which was gross, especially for 1990. But it's not so extreme today because fuck, we see all kinds of crazy shit. But yeah, totally. I mean, this was one of those things. This was uh, a shock and awe band, uh, gross you out in a way that was taking fucking all your slasher movies and the most extreme crazy things the uh serial killer obsession and throwing it in a fucking blender and 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 really almost so over the top that you can't take it seriously you shouldn't yeah 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 but some people did oh i know dude no i we we have to go to a place of darkness talking about some of this yeah. Uh, focusing on the music for a moment, I will say you can very clearly, I have a much better sense now that I did at age fucking 13 of metalology and the arc. So I can absolutely see, and they didn't start this attempt, but the attempt to go beyond Slayer, yeah. both in terms of like ferociousness of riffs, speed, uh, and then just grossness. Like they really tried to turn every dial up to 11. And you know, that already started with uh, Chuck Schuldner at some point I'm going to make this listen to a bunch of death mm-hmm. um, you know there's death metal older than this but I mean ultimately not to make it all about sans sound scan but this fucking band has sold more albums than any other death metal band that's ever existed no I didn't even know, know that comes close. yeah they're like the flag bearer for death metal 
yeah and it's gross and i wish it weren't true i like well i'm getting ahead of myself i like what they're making now better but it is also still problematic in some of the same ways um yeah, in 1990, I thought it was kind of gross and fascinating, but I got to tell you, I'm consistent because I listened to um, Butchered at Birth and I'm like, I don't know, this isn't good, y'all. Like, I just, and I was listening to some heavy shit then. You know, I loved fucking Slayer, but I could never, I could not get over Chris Barnes's vocals. And again, I've now added another person to the list that's going to beat the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> and I actually, as Ben, Ben always hastens to like, okay, I know he sounds like Cookie Monster, dude, but six feet under. Yes, Ben. I acknowledge that he had a re more refined palette by the time he was making some of those uh, Baroque six feet under albums, but here it's ridiculous. No, it's totally ridiculous. Better. Like, do I want to hear these words? We haven't even gotten into the lyrics yet. I'm sorry. I'm saying a lot here because this band evokes feelings in me. But yes, uh, Ben. Oh no, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, that I probably my first five times listening to this, I couldn't understand a, a single word the dude said. I mean, back in the day, and I didn't own the CD. I do was just watching the videos or listening to my buddy's cassette of it or some bullshit. I had a you know? tape. <laughs> yeah. I had a tape. So there's no prayer. I had no hope. Yeah. But I mean, fuck, I wasn't old enough to buy it because it was a parental advisory explicit label. And other, I mean, I guess as a juvenile that I was and like, I never was super into horror movies, but I kind of was. And so I got the, this is extreme, you know, oh, you think Slayer is shocking. This is even more shocking. And they did, it's kind of weird because other bands did this black metal if we think about those guys and we're fucking burning churches and killing people and shit like that in norway these dudes are just talking about fucking car accidents and in incredibly graphic detail i mean and there's some other stuff too though which i know you want to talk about uh the misogyny and violence towards women and stuff like yeah, that um uh, but not it's not good but i have to throw the caveat out there that like blues dudes were doing that in like 1920s and the 1930s you know, like you've got a big throat and I've got a blade to cut it and shit like that. So not quite as extreme lyrically, but the, the levels of violence were still there. Not excusing it, just pointing out that it has a long fucking tradition in American music. It does. In inhuman, in, in America, like you can expand that a lot. And I get yeah. that. And I know part of it is supposed to be tongue in cheek. I get it. I fucking watched every 80s horror movie that made this happen. Like, I know what happened to these people. Like, Freddy Krueger happened to them. Oh, and Chud. Chud is the one for me. Cannibalistic human underground dwellers. Yeah. Y'all, Zillennials don't even know what we faced in the 1980s. Oh, no, but actually, all joking aside, my friend Neil, who's like our age, Ben, really genuinely believes that nihilistic expectation of total annihilation at any moment that was yeah. the late Cold War. Uh, really made us really just dead inside. Uh, I believe it because I think I, I kind of do too. And and Cannibal Corpse reminds me of this, yeah, because <laughs> they are a product of that era. And they have changed some since then. I I do actually, you know, that last album was it Red Before Black, pretty good actually. Still kind of gross. I mean, it's still gross in terms of lyrics, but they, it really is not. I don't know, the, the violence against women thing is worse in these older albums. And I have to confess, nobody come at me, I have not listened to any of the albums in between. Like, I did not like Hannibal Corpse enough that I, after a few initial listens, never picked it up ever again. 
until you all assigned his homework. I'm like, fine. And so I started listening to Eaten Back to Life. And then I'm like, I wonder what the newest one sounds like. They're very different. Um, but I've heard the first three albums and they're just a gender violence against women and children and fetuses. To be fair, I guess it's violence against all life, but it's, and, and again, this, I am not a brood and I'm not saying don't listen to Cannibal Corpse, but know what you're buying. Like know what you're getting into. No, I want people to know what this ride is. And this ride is not sensitive or meaningful or helpful to you as a person. It's also not social commentary because I guess that's the thing that I would excuse some of like Slayer or some other bands when they're talking about fucking Auschwitz or um, serial killers and stuff that there is an attempt there to point towards the atrocities that man commits on itself and not revel in them, which is really what Cannibal Corpse is doing. They're just playing in the blood and gore. Yeah, they're rolling in it and it's usually from the vantage point of the serial killer and that's yeah. uh, admittedly a perspective that maybe deserves some representation, but it's the it's it's all they produced but i gotta admit when the vocals are better than the production's better i'm more willing to put up with it so i don't know what that says about me that yeah. i'm a production whore and i want and i have a very high tolerance for shit vote metal vocals that don't make any damn sense but i just can't with this cookie monster shit it's just not good yeah it's not my favorite well anyway we've talked a long time tracy what are your thoughts yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> tracy oh stop yeah. us. oh no it's uh sorry man. i just added up I'm trying to think. No, I think my first experience of kind of, of course, was at the age of 17, 16, 17. That's better, of course. psychologically. That's more well, my uh, friend, which uh, Ben, Matt, Vincent, kind of fell down this rabid death metal hall for like, a year and was a massive Cannibal Corpse fan. Like, he was in for them, guys, these guys. And so I, that was my exposure to him, and I never, like, Outside of their singles, if you want to call them that, camera smash face and blood drenched execution, even saying them out loud, it's like, oh, huh, something's here. But outside of those, I never really dug into them. So this is the first time I actually sat down and listened to an album of theirs from start to finish. And I'm not gonna lie, you got a, like two listens. It's like, yeah, I know what they're about, and I'm, I'm good. I don't need to listen to any more of them. In which death metal itself as a whole has come a long fucking way compared to these times. And I think it's just that amalgamation. These like this album is definitely a product of the eighties of Reagan and the fucking horror show that the eighties was. I don't think I could have made the eighties just looking back at everything. It was bad, man. Yeah. So Well see, but, and the, the weird thing about I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the, the weird thing about it to me is that the death metal sound, even though all the characteristics are there, hadn't really fully evolved yet. Because this is really just still a, a weird amalgamation of thrash and hardcore punk it is for sure i also want to say for the record to anyone's lawyers i was ride or die on death metal in the early 1990s i fucking loved morbid angel i loved oh, I all still that love sort of angel. mid to late era chuck Schuldiner shit i was even there for some suffocation if you will but i could <laughs> not with this band i could not the the shit singing was shitty the production was terrible and I, it had no redeeming qualities I could come up with. And I loved really, Morbid Angel's really fucking heavy. It is. No, it so, can't. you know, it wasn't like too much for me. It was just too much in a way that was just, I couldn't. Uh, I, and I, how do I feel about it now? Which I guess, what should we talk about? Eh, you know, it's not good. <laughs> like, uh, I, I have more of an appreciation for where this train goes. 
right? Like I know so much more about death metal as Tracy pointed out, death metals, uh, I guess really sort of fragmentation to melodic death metal and the proggy direction. And some people are just cataclysm and are just essentially still doing it the same way, but they're doing it better. Cataclysm is way better than this. Yeah, like these guys are definitely, and I think that's part of it is this over the top shock and awe campaign that you can see that's really, I think, is part of the MO for at least Cannibal Corpse in these early albums. And, you know, like it's even to the point of like on Tomb and Mutilated, they put a parental sticker on there and it's like, what's the even fucking point at that time? Like you see the album cover and you should know you if you, parental advisor is necessary for like it, the sticker's so fucking useless. And like these guys are just pure shock and awe. And I still find it hilarious that they got put into a centur. So you're always, no matter what, even some lay every layman has heard if they've seen that movie, has heard Cannibal Corpse, and just kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? If they've paid attention to the music enough. And well, I, I don't think they could musically <laughs> i will have to say i will i will defend this album musically as compared to some other 1990 albums that are first albums uh lost paradise cough cough i'm looking at <laughs> that it's also death metal but this the it sounded like none of the solos fit or anything this was at least cohesive in that way the production quality on both of them is about on even which i don't think is great i would slightly give the nod to this one um and I, I just think that they're better musicians at this point than the guys in Paradise Lost were on that first album. Yeah, well, I'll agree. Their musicianship, guitar playing and drumming is probably is much better than what was in Paradise Lost in Lost Paradise. And like, you can hear their riffs in this album. Like, hmm, there's something there, but it's just also so slurried in the blender that is this band at the time that it's hard to discern at times. Yeah, it's so weird because this is such a, to me, and they would probably disagree and want to come chop me up for an album cover or something. <laughs> but to me, this has always been a gimmick band that didn't, that says that they're in on the joke, but also takes it too seriously to be in on the joke. Because Guar, Guar is also a joke band with over the top imagery, but not as violent an imagery or not as. Um, realistically violent. Not that this is not that a uh, zombie eating its own guts is realistic, but the lyrical content, uh, as you heard when David was reading the, the lyrics at the beginning, that describes a car wreck and some of that stuff could happen. Maybe not the pus part, but I mean, you know, the rest of it in very graphic, although supposedly tongue in cheek details. But it's like the horror nerd who's so into horror, he doesn't get the joke. And this is what this reminded me of. So it's like 80 goth kids? Um, no, I wouldn't say that because I think that's that's going too far. Because a lot of goth, some, well, not all, but some goth kids ran on it and understood everything. But it's like, if we take Marilyn Manson, he was also doing shock and all. But Marilyn Manson was doing it from a cerebral place with a strategy. I don't feel that I think that these guys are just super fans of gory horror movies and gory comics and stuff like that. And just said, you know what, let's just do the most extreme bloody gross thing that we can and see if we can get away with it. And if people find it gross, the better. They got away with it. Yeah, they did. 
No, they got away with it. And they themselves would have made, because I read a bunch of interviews with them from the, uh, about Gallery of Suicide, so that album eight years after this. They themselves would say they got way better at playing their instruments after this. You're right. They're okay. They're probably better on their instruments here than Paradise Lost was in 1990. But they're not nearly as good as they were in 1998 and certainly not as good as they were in 2017. Oh, no. And the thing about it or is... I it, heard a little bit of... Sex, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, is I, I'm bashing this band and this album, and there are reasons behind it, but it's not because of the genre. It is. I'm not like offended that they went this hard at it. Um, I'm, uh, you know, because whatever. It's just it's not good, and it's not. I don't consider it clever or thoughtful, and I guess that's my big things um, with it, and. A lot of the stuff that they go on and do, like they are in a band of voodoo gods. Some of the guys from Cannibal Corpse are in that now, although I think it's not anybody, maybe from this version of the band, that I think is really good. We've already mentioned Six Feet Under. I think it's good. Morbid Angel, Death, uh, all that stuff. But this, Cannibal Corpse carved out a very trauma-esque niche for themselves without being tongue-in-cheek. Again, taking themselves too seriously, in my opinion. I, I agree with you on that. And now we've talked about all of Cannibal Corpse, but not really this up. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. I mean, we could hit it with the Lost Paradise. Like, eh, shit. Uh, next. Really good. Kinda. And one track kind of just goes to the next one. I think already even, I'm doing it again, um, Butchered, Butchered at Birth is already better than this album. Yeah, this is definitely a, uh, I don't say a one-off experience, but it's the... Uh, the genesis of an idea that's not fully formed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I actually kind of liked Hammer Smashed Faces, the EP. So, but I mean, that's, I that's like mutilated. On, um, two, two of the mutilated, also. Yeah, but they, yeah. So it's two albums after this. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, these, uh, nothing on here. Song-wise, for me, I guess I'll go. I think is, and part of it, I, I think that the production is okay. It's just the the vocals are are just so that uh, now, man. I, I actually like singing and I like lyrics. And you don't have to be a clean singer. You can be like Death Growl or whatever. But just that that wolf that he does on these albums, I don't care for. Again, when he gets his feet under, I will defend him. But the undead will feast maybe i mean you know whatever uh, all these songs are they're basically one track with that is separated over 35 minutes agreed like there's not outside of the music there's not really a redeeming quality about this album at all but it, that's even fleeting at times yeah I, I guess there's nothing left to do but grade it then yeah i mean there's not really any tracks i like <laughs> so <laughs> They're all just kind of, eh, you know, I, I've endured it. I'm looking at my play count here. I listened to this album four fucking times, which is four more times than I will ever listen to it again. That's a promise. That's a promise. That it's going to randomly show up. You've listened to this. You might like this. And you'll forget about it. It just randomly show up. iTunes recommend it. Just yeah, like, you yeah, might like this. Maybe. Song. I try to insulate myself by listening to on purpose a lot of actually good music. Most of it now is Paradise Lost, but... I, uh, yeah, let's just grade this abysmal thing. 
Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I've thrashed this pretty hard, but grade-wise, I'm going to be somewhat lenient, just because I do think it's better than some other first albums by death metal bands that we've talked about call call paradise lost uh i would give it a d plus just because uh the production sounds terrible by today's standard but they actually had a producer um they actually wrote songs that although uh, they're not good enough for me to distinguish apart and care for one more than the other they, they actually have real song structure they can play their instruments um if you read the lyrics, because you can't tell from the singing, or I can, I'm sure there are people out there, oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse Boys at school. Um, the lyrics are, are not highbrow, but you could tell that they polish them, or whatever equates as polishing them for Cannibal Corpse. Um, so uh, I'll give it a D plus. It's not uh, something I'll listen to again, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I so I kind of want to fail them, and I feel like this as an educator sometimes. Man, I want to give this one an E here at my university or an F. But I will admit, there's legacy. These fuckers sold two million albums, and as Tracy pointed out, this is sort of the birth of an idea. Uh, so I see where this is headed. Um, ultimately, I don't want to fail them because then they might repeat the grade, and I'll have them in class again. <laughs> So, like for that reason alone just like pass them on to the next grade so there's some other teacher's problem i'm giving them a d minus but but cannibal corpse you hear that you passed like you've you passed we and just don't have to repeat the final their- rounded grade here we don't give them the the 59.5 59.5 um you don't have to repeat third grade enjoy fourth grade make good choices cannibal corpse they won't by the way Indeed. So that has been our joy in the looking at Floridian death metal and the uh, early stages of it, at least. Oh, Florida, man. I mean, they're from Buffalo. There's so much, there's so much blame to go around. Like they're a combination of the Rust Belt and just a bath salty Gatory apocalypse. I don't know. I mean, they're an American dream. I think that's their next album, Bath Salty Gatory Apocalypse. Yeah, no, I would, I, you know, I'd probably even listen to it at least the one time. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. I mean, uh, they're a cult favorite band, and I, I kind of understand why because I, I know a lot of people who are into the gore fest and stuff like that, and you know, had subscriptions to Fangoria and all that stuff, and and cool. We all geek out in our own ways, but man. Rough road to hole. Yeah, it is. Indeed. All right, so what do we got coming up next time? Next time on Thunderdome Metal Reviews, we're going to be looking at the classic carcass album, Heartwork. Sweet. Hell yeah, that's the first thing I picked from Bat Catalog. That mm-hmm. album is good as shit, and that is also death metal. I'm going to argue, as we'll talk about when we talk about it, it is one of the beginnings of melodic death metal. So Tracy, for you, it is it, it is a fossil from a previous era that bequeathed to you a lot of what you like. Yay. I've got it, yeah, actually. No, but you like it or else, that's what I'm telling you. You fucking like Carcass. <laughs> it, actually, in Especially my... Uh, you did do the solid on all this progressive music lately. <laughs> <laughs> Although it may have been that much. <laughs> so 
No, but also you guys have force fed me quite a bit of a uh, Southern groove metal too. So. Indeed we have. About? Don't make me read lyrics to as deep as the knife will go to you, which I'm currently looking at. <laughs> Heart polluted as it's cut out of your chest, gushing fluids, bleeding it dry. Bleeding it dry if you're on Thunderdome. I'll be right 2012. <laughs> yeah. Followed up by the uh, hit song "Followed the Followed Home, Then Killed." Mm. Yeah, mm. Let me see if I can find. Good, you know. I don't know. I can't. I don't. Mm. Anyway, we're, we've reviewed this album. That's what we've done. Yeah. yeah. I need to get out of this dark place. I've brought. Well, what I was going to say about carcasses is actually in my uh, deep catalog of albums to get to eventually. So we'll be knocking one of those off the list. It is has much more of a message than this does, uh, <laughs> and is clever, and un, and is understandable. They are sort of well, you know. We'll get into it next week. I'm just, I'm not going to give it all away. They're sort of an, an early version of Flame of God, just their commitment to like a greener lifestyle and not just killing the planet. Can we all just get along? I mean, they're more uh, on team cattle decapitation than team cannibal corpse. Wait till we do our, our discography blast of cattle capitation. <laughs> it will be. It will be. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tracy? No. Oh, they're this radical vegan. Oh, the no, cattle capitation. Yes, I've thought you were talking about some Yeah, I've of course listened to them. I mean, they are a band. <laughs> Indeed. Finally, I entered through the broken basement window. Nah, I can't. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>